Are you in Matthew chapter 1? Are you at, at verse 18? Say now. now. The birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. That's quite scary. While you're thinking, angels are appearing. That means your thinking is stinking, and God needs to save you. That's why he sends an angel. So just imagine the thoughts that you're going through right now. How many angels God must be having waiting ready to send them because of your stinking thinking? Just think about it. So that God can assign angels to save you. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sin. So all this was done that, I, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now, when I, when I read this passage, I don't know about you, but I see things that are, that are not in order. Okay? Maybe you see everything in order, but I don't. Uh, and the reason why is because I'm a fixer. I'm a fixer-upper. You come to me with a disorder, orderly life, and I will fix you up with the Word of God. So I look at disorder in the Scripture. Okay? And one of the things is, Jesus, the angel comes to Mary... And Joseph and says, you shall call his name Jesus. But the prophecy from over 700 years before Jesus says that he shall be called Emmanuel. But the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, who came to Mary, was sent by God. Isn't that right? That's what Luke chapter 1 talks about. The angel of the Lord was sent to Mary and another angel to Joseph. And both of them said, you shall call his name Jesus. Are you with me? Do you see the disorder? For me, that, that's like, hold on a minute. God gave a prophetic word through a prophet who was absolutely accurate. He was so accurate that his prophecies are still being fulfilled today. In fact, the same, the, God decided that his, this particular prophecy needed to be recorded in the scriptures. I was like, what, what is happening over here? When I studied it further, we know that the name of Jesus means Savior. Okay? When, it's, when he's called Jesus the Christ, he's called Jesus the Anointed One. And Emmanuel means God with us. When I, when I studied it, when I went into the Hebrew culture, the Hebrew culture, the, the father of the son, the firstborn son, has the right to name his son. Okay? 
the hebrew culture the father of the boy has the right to name him whatever he wants we're talking about jesus we know that jesus was not joseph's son we know that jesus was god's son that's why he called him jesus are you with me the word emmanuel or which means God with us, is not really Jesus' name, but it's his function. God with us, God who was in heaven, is now with us. It's a, it's a function, like John is my name, pastor is my function. Do you understand? It says, you shall call his name Jesus, but he shall be called God with us. Which means he was called into the kingdom as God with us. But you shall call his name Jesus. Jesus is his name. Which means he came to save you. But he did not just come to save you. He came to remain with you. So he's a God who dwells with you and saves you. He's not a God who sits up in heaven and says, okay, now I'm going to save you. He doesn't separate himself. In fact, the Bible says there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God, which means that Jesus, God himself, came down as a man to be with man. With Jesus leaving, he says, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I will always remain with you. He gives us his spirit and he says, man, now you and I will always be together. So when you look at Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, it means the Savior who is the anointed one always remains with you. Which means Jesus, the anointed one, is anointed to save you. Oh, oh, come on. The anointed one is anointed to save you from every problem that you ever go through. But the anointed one is not outside. He's dwelling with you. So the title of my sermon is Emmanuel, God with us. Come on. Come on. You can give God praise for his name. His name, his function is that he is with us. Which means he never ceases being with us. He's always with us. Touch your neighbor and say, God is with me. God is with me. So in, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, we see that now the birth of Jesus Christ was such that, that his mother Mary, who was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, I mean, she was pregnant, man. In our society, it's not, a, it's not a big deal because we've gotten used to it. You know what I mean? Having seen women who are pregnant out of wedlock has become a normal thing for us. But in those days, it was taboo. It was, it was, it was, it was such that, that, that the husband or the one, the, the, your fiancé has legal right to publicly shame you. And your family, if you were found with child. But Joseph, being a just man, did not want to put her, shame her publicly. So he wanted to do it secretly. And then the angel of the Lord comes to him and speaks to him. And tells him, dude, just, just hold on. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. 
and verse 30. And this is what the angel was telling Joseph. This is the actual moment when, when Mary became pregnant. <laughs> Sounds weird, but today you're going to get pregnant. The guys are smiling at me. Buddy, take a chill pill. You're going to get pregnant today. You know, let me tell you something. All of us are spirit beings. Spirit beings don't have gender. You're neither male nor female. What makes you you is your soul. Not your flesh. Your soul makes you who you are. Your spirit is, is like God. There's no gender. Your spirit is like the angels in heaven. No gender. You may have an agenda, but no gender. Okay? Are you in Luke chapter 1? Verse 30 says, this is angel Gabriel now who comes from God. He says, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. That word, do not be afraid, means chill pill. Take a chill pill. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how? Can this be? Since I don't know a man. And the angel said to her, this is how you're going to get pregnant today. The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was God from the very beginning. And verse 4 said, and the, says, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten son, full of grace and truth. My point to all of what I'm saying today so far is this. That when the angel came to, to Mary... The angel is a spirit being. Mary is a spirit being in a flesh vessel. Listen to me very carefully. Jesus says, spirit gives birth to spirit and flesh gives birth to flesh. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This is, I'm quoting Jesus now. God is not flesh before Jesus. He's spirit. In order for God to become flesh, he needed flesh. He needed a vessel. He needed to dwell in some body. Are you with me? And so now we have angel Gabriel who comes to Mary carrying something. The Bible says that God sent him with the word. God is spirit 
And he, Jesus says, my word is spirit and it is life. Are you with me? Are you tracking what I'm saying? Right? And so Gabriel now, who is a spirit being, comes from God to a flesh vessel and is speaking spirit. Mary now is troubled at his saying because she's favored by God. But he says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and the power of God will overshadow you, then you will become pregnant. In order for Jesus, in order for God who is invisible to become visible, he needs He needs some body. From everybody on the planet, he chose Mary. Why? Because God favored Mary. Not because of what Mary did, but God favored Mary. Of everybody in the world, God chose you to sit in this room. There must be something about your body. Huh? There must be something about this body that God would decide now to send an angel to speak. Now, an angel is a messenger. So the, it's not about the messenger. What's most important is the message. So the messenger can dress up in a very colorful jacket today. Huh? But it's not about the jacket. It's about the... Huh. So you're listening to the message. You're listening to what God is saying to you today. Are you with me? So you're like Mary. In this room. I'm like Gabriel. In this room. I've heard a message from God. I've come out from the presence of God. And I'm coming here to speak to you. So that you can now give birth to the savior. Of all your problems. A deliverer of all your problems in your life. This, but, the, but, the, it, but the thing that you need to do is you need to get pregnant. And the only way you get pregnant with, the, with, with God is if you receive the word that comes out of my mouth today. If you receive it as a message from God. Because that same message is the word of God. It is the seed of God. It is Jesus himself that traveled in the vocal cords of Gabriel. It was carried. It was hosted in, in Gabriel hosted Jesus in his vocal cords. And he spoke to Mary. Spirit reached her spirit. And she said, be it unto me according to your word. And when she said that the Holy Spirit came upon her and she was overshadowed with power. My God. So overshadowed with power from on high. I would like to ask you a question in this, in this moment. How many of you truly believe that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Yeah. Every, almost everybody in this room believes that you are filled with God's Spirit. Yes. Yes. You are better off than Mary. Yes. 
Way better. Way better. Better off. You know why? Because Mary needed the Holy Spirit to come upon her. You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. It took Mary probably nine months to manifest something from the invisible into the visible. Because the Holy Spirit was on the outside. But when the Holy Spirit is on the inside, he's sitting there waiting for you to receive the word. So that the minute you receive the word, the power of God that is in the word of God would germinate because of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Every problem that you have, every circumstance that you're going through, ladies and gentlemen, you can produce something of the invisible, something that is powerful. Man, you need to understand that what Mary reproduced was a new creation. Christmas story. True story. She produced a being that was never created before. Are you listening? She, she manifested a being that was heavenly and fleshy at the same time. Come on, man. Come on. Only you can do it. Only you can reproduce. Only you can manifest something that is so powerful. Listen to me very carefully. This is why you need God's word. Only you, ladies and gentlemen, the children of God, can be the bridge and produce something that can link heaven and earth together. Amen. Only you. Only you. Mary got this prophetic word from the angel Gabriel 700 years after the word was released by Isaiah. It was released at a time when King Ahaz was being, who was the king of Judah, was, was being troubled or rather attacked by the king of the north, which is Israel and Syria. And they were gathered together and they were trying to attack him. Similar to the problems that you go through in your life. You might feel like, man, I don't feel like I'm in a war zone. But actually, you're in a war zone all the time. I'll tell you, mid-month, when you've paid all your bills and you look at your bank account and what's left, you're in a war zone. <laughs> huh? When your wife has issues with you, you said, man, husband said something absolutely stupid and now you're scared to go home because of what your wife might say to you. You're in a war zone, buddy. You don't meet your sales target and it's the last week of the month and you have to go to work and sit with your boss. You're in a... Huh. But here's the, the good thing about the children of God. The children of God have the ability to reproduce something out of the invisible. Mm. It's like... It's like Kiruba decides to go for an interview. After four months, three months of not getting paid, what was it? Three months of not getting paid, he decided after three months, okay, I'm done with this company now. They're not paying me my salary, I'm going to go and get another job. And 
gets a job. No, no, no. He didn't, they didn't even give him an offer letter. They said, come, 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 come. You're the sales manager. Really? How did that happen? He received a word and he manifested something out of the invisible and made it visible. Only a child of God who offers their body. Offers their body to him. Our role and our purpose in the kingdom of God is to receive seed and manifest. Receive seed and manifest. Receive seed and manifest. Let me tell you why. It's because for 700 years, Israel was in captivity. And the entire nation rested on the shoulders of a 16-year-old girl. Come on, man. Just think about the word I'm speaking to you now. Think about your city. Think about your business. Think about your nation. Think about the world that is around you. You may, Mary did not even know what was happening, what was going to come out. It, it didn't matter to her. What mattered to her was if God said it, I believe it. If I believe it, I will manifest it. And what she manifested, my God, is still saving the world. Do you understand? The word of God is so powerful that when you receive it, you don't know what problems are going to come at you. You don't know what circumstances are going to come at your family. You don't know what circumstances are going to come at your business. But see, but if you had the solution to the problem, you would have fixed the problem when the problem occurred. But now Christianity has become a problem that runs to God rather than God fixing the problem. Do you understand? People come to me week after week after week. Pastor, please pray for me. I have a problem. I have a problem. I have a problem. When you should have already had the solution to the problem on the inside of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the Christmas message. There's no other message. How many of you know 100% for sure the date that Jesus was born? It's hypothetical, man. Let me tell you something about what Christmas really means. You want to know? I'm rolling up my sleeves, so you're going to get it. <laughs> the word Christmas is actually a short form of a Latin word called Christe Messi. Messi, yes, Messi. Missy, Missy or Messi, one of them. And Christe means Christ, the anointed one. And you know what Messi means in Latin? It's not mass like we think we're going to go to church for mass. We are a mass of people celebrating Jesus. No, 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 no. That's what it's developed into. In the 1130, in the year 1130, this was instituted as Christmas. You know what it was? Messi means the celebration of the Eucharist. <laughs> so Christmas really is a celebration of Jesus, the anointed one. Communion. It's a celebration of the body and the blood of Jesus. Do you understand? Go, go into your history books and, and read it. It's a celebration of the body and the blood of Jesus. Not about the birth of Jesus. After a while, because it's about family and all of that, it just became diluted and it all became about the nativity story and all of that. But you know, Christmas is really not in the Bible. This festival is really not in the Bible. 
Why do we spend so much time and money and gifts and all of that stuff? We buy better jackets and all of that for one day of the year. See, we love to celebrate the birth, but not the life. Oh, Pastor John, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Right on Facebook. Happy birthday. May this year be the most phenomenal year. But Pastor John comes next week after his birthday. Nobody responds to him during his message. <laughs> huh? we, we sit next to people. Only on their birthday do we celebrate them. But what about other days? Are they not born again? Nah, think, think, think about what I'm saying. Are they not born again? Are they not born of the Spirit like you are born of the Spirit? Are they not reproducing Christ? Are they not manifesting Christ like you are? Are they not receiving the Word like you are receiving the Word? Why not celebrate people every day? We love to celebrate the birthday, but not the life. We celebrate people when they, when they die. We, may, we, may, we give them a good send-off. But while they're living, we don't have a good thing to say about them. Merry Christmas, everybody. I was not going to go down this road, but your response is making me go down this road. Huh? We love celebrating Christmas, but, you know, this is aimed at those who come to church once a year. That I've seen you last year. I think I've seen some of you last year. I want to ask you a question. Is Christmas more special than every day of the year for you? Is Jesus more special only on Christmas day when he was an infant and a baby boy? But what about the 12-year-old Jesus? What about the 18-year-old Jesus? What about the 30-year-old Jesus? What about the Jesus who was hanging on a cross? What about Jesus who was dead, buried, and resurrected and is seated at the right hand of the Father? What about that Jesus? Why don't we celebrate him as much? It's because... It's because we've learned to celebrate a day, but not just the life. We've learned to celebrate that I have a Bible. And I read the Bible, but the Bible doesn't read me. When we read God's word, do we, do we find ourselves in his story? Do we find ourselves in this scripture? Do we, find, do we allow Jesus to read me? That's the Christmas story, really. That's worth celebrating. You know what's worth celebrating? When I look at Joe's, for example, and Bobby, when they first came to our church, the number of questions they had about the law tired me. But today, to see them transformed into grace, it tells me that they have listened to the word and they've received the word of God and they've been moved, changed, renewed. And you're seeing their businesses. Man, he came with one business who was, that was not functioning. Today he has how many? Three? Three businesses? Three businesses. Why are you so shy, man? Three businesses. Huh? We look at, we look at Carlos and Karen. Where are they? They're here somewhere. Carlos and Karen. They are somewhere at the back. Oh, they're there. When they came to our church, they had no business. They had no business in our church. <laughs> In fact, they came to drop somebody or pick somebody up and there was a prophetic word that was released. What was released? Prophetic word. They walked into church and somebody said, woohoo, we got a word for you. And they stayed and they never went. You know why? Because the word, they took it and they said, be it unto me according to your word. And today they have three businesses. How many businesses do you have? Three businesses. 
and now next year they're going to be doing more listen what i want to tell you is the word of god wants to prosper you it wants to take you from a place of of absolutely nothing in making you something but the purpose in being something is wanting to manifest something you've got to come into a place where you have this understanding that god sees a problem on the earth god sees a problem in my city god sees a problem in my family god sees a problem with my kids and the only way he solves those problems is if i receive his word 700 years of captivity they were in the midst of roman captivity and god said the sign of your deliverance would be a virgin that conceives a child and gives birth to the savior of the world you're sitting in this room today listening to the word of god some of us are virgin some are not when i talk about virgin i'm talking about the purity of your heart i'm not talking about anything else i'm talking about a pure heart a heart that stands before god and says there's absolutely nothing in my heart against anyone or you or myself my heart is clean before you god those are the kind of people that god chooses to do stuff through you know why because your impurity the impure heart will only delay the savior from saving your situation do you understand and when you have issues in your life when you have when you have sin issues when you have issues with other people it god is not deterred by it why is because he came into a manger man i mean like 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 the ark it was full of dung and smelly and all that kind of stuff he's not intimidated by your junk he'll come and live in you but but to manifest him might take you some time it took israel 700 years oh come on 700 years of god speaking no one listening oh come on come on 700 years of prophecy prophecy speaking 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 and then an angel comes to a woman and she says be it unto me according to your word something happened when the word of god came and lived on the inside of mary you need to understand your role and responsibility with god's word this is the christmas story your christmas story is god wants to use your body he wants to use you to change the world there are problems in the world we look at the news channels we look at we read the newspapers we see problems all around us the fact that they are around you should tell you that you are the solution to the problem when god created the garden it was full of chaos the earth was full of chaos and god looked at it and said well let me send man right in the middle of that he will solve the problem every single person that is sitting in this room is a potential to change the world See, the problem is that we run to god because of our problems we don't run to god because of any problem 
I'll explain that to you. We run to God, only God solve my problem, solve my problem, solve my problem. The way God solves your problem is by giving you the word. And when you receive the word, now he can, and you believe the word, and you manifest Christ in your life. Now, that savior begins to save every other problem in the world. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? You expected, uh, you know, Mary and Jesus in the manger kind of story. This is, not, this, is not, this is not the kind of church that does that. We speak the truth of God's word in this room. Yeah. God with us. How does God, how does he stay with us? It's only by the word. Some people say, oh, I love the presence of God. What you're saying is, I love the presence of God's word in me. I love the presence of God in this room. See, people say, oh, I felt goosebumps. I felt the presence of God in this room. You know what you felt? You felt the manifestation of who God is when we sang. When we sing about God's goodness, we are, we're, we're, we're releasing spirit seed. When we're singing any song in this room, when we're talking about God in this room, we're releasing spirit seed into this room. We're releasing, we're manifesting goodness, manifesting love, manifesting peace, manifesting joy. And you walk into a room like this, and if you are sensitive to him, if you know him, you will experience him. People want to experience God, but they don't want his word. God will come no other way except through his word. Are you with me? Mary said something very interesting that I feel is a principle for us to learn from. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Which means that Mary manifested what she believed. What you believe is what you will give birth to. The question I have for you right now, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about the issues in your life? What do you believe about your marriage? What do you believe about your friendships? What do you believe about your workplace? What do you believe about your city that you're living in? What do you believe about the nation? If you choose to believe a word that comes from any other source except God, you will reproduce that. Yeah, I remember when, when, when the city announced that. I, I, I got fed up of listening to people complain. 5%. 5%. Everything in my life. 5%. 5% man, I'm going to leave this country. I'm going to, I'm going to go away. I'm going to, I'm going to. I, I stood up in church and I said, it's an honor for us to give 5%. For a nation that has given us so much. I've lived in this nation for 17 years and my life has gotten better. I don't know about you, but my life has gotten better. This nation is a nation of opportunity. And you can make it in this nation, but it, it depends on your perspective. It depends on what you believe. People may treat you badly, but God will never treat you badly. 
Why? It's because he's a good God and he wants to see you prosper. He wants to see you being blessed. The way he blesses you, listen to me very careful. The way he blesses you is if you honor his word. If you understand that God dwells in you through the word in you, you will now understand like a mother who becomes, just becomes pregnant. She starts walking carefully. She starts watching what she eats. Because the, the baby in her now starts giving her experiences that she's never had before. See, you understand what I'm saying? A mother knows exactly what it is. A woman knows what exactly it is to carry a child on the inside of us, inside of you. When you, get, when you get pregnant with the promises of God, it's exactly the same. You know, the mother doesn't eat for herself anymore. She eats because of the baby. Listen, when you, get, when you get pregnant with the promises of God, now what begins to happen is that God begins to direct your life. He will tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. He'll tell you where to go and where you shouldn't go. Because what's most important is the baby. What's most important is the promise. See, all of us have received promises from God. All of us, every single person in this room have received a promise from God. If not, ask him right now and he'll tell you. He'll give you a promise that will be so amazing. But, the, but if you choose to listen to the stories, if you choose to live in fear, the, you will abort the promises of God. Many Christians come on a Friday to church. They listen to the message and the circumstances in their life are so crazy around them that they, they, they give in to the fear and they are bought the very solution to the problem. Come on, man. Christmas story, this is it. This is it. Emmanuel, God with us. Mary and Joseph, when Joseph accepted Mary, everything changed for them. Oh, come on. There are three things that will happen to you when you receive God's word. Three things that will happen to you, that will begin to happen to you. These are only three things that I'm going to tell you, but there are many more. But the three things that will happen to you, when you choose to value God's word in your life, when you favor God's word in your life, God will begin to favor you. The first thing that will happen to you, are you ready? It's like a father, like a husband. He'll begin to take care of you. It's amazing that he will take care of you. You know why? It's because it's his seed that's growing on the inside of you. Many Christians, many Christians have done this in the past. They come, they want prayer because they have a problem. But they don't ask God, give me Jesus. Why? It's because they want a quick fix. But what if I told you, you can have a quick fix because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He can, he's a spirit that quickens all things. You can manifest a solution to the problem as much as your faith believes. Come on now. As much as you have faith in your heart on the promises of God, you can manifest it. Man, I'm telling you, 
I've seen miracles happen. The Bible says that the latter, that the, that, the, that the reaper shall overtake the sower. That is what it means to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Before the person even sows seed, you start reaping a harvest. Oh my, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking to people who just want to get on with a Christmas celebration. I want to, when God, when you receive God and God, you become conscious. My God, there's a baby on inside of me there's a promise that is that is brewing on the inside of me there's there's some there's a person now on the inside of me I need to nurture this person I need to take care of Jesus in me I'm not going to allow any circumstance to rob me of that revelation I'm going to receive that revelation and I'm going to sow it deep into my heart and I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit now to 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 give me a, 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 a pregnancy so that I can now bring forth a child into my life. Do you understand what's happening? When you do that, God begins to take care of you. Let me give an example. When Joseph was thinking about putting Mary away, he was only thinking. He didn't act. <laughs> When he was just thinking, God sent an angel. Do you understand what it means to have God dwelling on the inside of you? Do you, do you understand what it means to be pregnant with the promises of God? He takes it so seriously because he knows that when you do manifest Jesus in the world, man, how many people... How much transformation can happen only by you receiving God's word? He cares for you. You need to, when, when, you need to understand that, that the solution to all the problems is right on the inside of you. And if you can nurture it, if you can, if you, can you know, Mary never explained anything to Joseph. She didn't walk around saying, I am pregnant with the Son of God. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't talk to me, brother. I have a promise from God. I'm full of faith. I'm full. Nothing. Nothing. She didn't walk around publishing. I, am, I have a word from God. I'm going to now birth a ministry. I'm going to birth a solution. No, no, nothing. Absolutely nothing. She just received the word. She kept it to herself. And she went about her daily life. And God looked at that. She didn't even explain it to Joseph. This should help some of the women and men in our church. When, when, when your husbands are persecuting you for coming to this church. When you come into this church, you receive a word of God. And your husband is telling you, don't go to that church. While he's, if you, if you nurture the word and if you understand how, what it means to have God dwelling and protecting him, protecting that baby on the inside of you, pro protecting every prophetic word that's on the inside of you. Now, God will begin to talk to your husband. God will talk to your wife. God will talk to your business partner. God will talk to your boss in the office. God will talk to the president of the country. God will talk to the king. God will talk to anybody just to make sure that you bring the promise of God into this world.
He cares for you. He'll begin to protect you. He'll begin to take care of you. He'll bring you into his arms. And every man, can you imagine how many people today would have a bad thought about you? How many people in this room would have uh, uh, people who know you would want to destroy you? But only if you receive the word. If you allow God to dwell in you, he will take care of everything around you. That's the first thing. The second thing is God will protect you. Ladies and gentlemen, you may not believe this, but God will protect you. When Mary gave birth to Jesus, she brought something out of the invisible and made it visible. Every demon in hell wanted to kill him. When the wise men were looking for Jesus, instead of looking for him where he was, they went to the palace. You have some of those friends, right? That have good intentions, but they actually create more problems. <laughs> I wonder why the Bible calls them wise. Because <laughs> they created such a huge problem. You know what problem they created? They created genocide. Let me tell you, that baby that you have on the inside, that promise that you have on the inside, the enemy wants to annihilate it. That's how precious God's word is. You may sit in this room and may, may, feel, may think like, yeah, man, you know, this is just church. You know, I just come here. I need a breakthrough in my life. When God proves himself to me, then I'll believe. That's the problem. Let me tell you something. A sign of deliverance is not when you have a breakthrough. A sign of deliverance is when you receive the word and you become pregnant with the promise. We celebrate testimonies and we celebrate breakthroughs. Why? It's because that's the result of you believing the word. The fact that you have believed the word and manifested a breakthrough in your life shows your faithfulness to God's word. You did not allow the negativity of your business partner to affect you. You did not allow the negativity of your husband or your wife to affect you. Or even your boss at work to say, no, 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 you have to stay at work. Stay back at work. Stay, stay, stay. You got to say, I got to go. Because I need to receive a promise from God. I make God a priority in my life. When you make God a priority in your life, man, I'm telling you, he will move heaven and earth to protect you. Why? It's because when he protects you, he protects the baby in you. He protects the promise in you. This is the Christmas story. The Christmas story is about God coming and dwelling with man. Dwelling in man. Dwelling. Some of the guys are like, well, I don't know what it means to be pregnant, man. Well, brother, when your wife falls pregnant, or in your future, when your wife falls pregnant, you'll know exactly what I was talking about. Don't let it be 700 years from now. <laughs> You've got to associate yourself. You've got to relate. Only a husband knows what the wife goes through. Nobody else knows. Because when a, when a couple get... Pregnant with a baby, they don't walk around talking about their problems. 
Have you ever huh, met a pregnant woman that talks about all her problems? Never. She talks about the joy of carrying a promise. But when we come to church, Pastor, I need counseling. What for? Problem. Can we talk about the promise instead of the problem? The devil wants to, you know, annihilate every promise that you ever believe. Let me tell you how he does it. Simple way. Boredom. Discouragement. Heaviness. He makes you aware of your problems more than your promises. That's how. That's how he separates you. And then he takes away your child. It's very important for you to protect your promise. When Mary gave birth to Jesus and the wise men did their unwise thing, Herod, listen to me, Herod, who was a king, was intimidated by a promise. Sometimes I feel like we undervalue God's word. God wants to move nations, but you undervalue yourself. And because you undervalue yourself, you never receive the word. Because the word that God is giving you right now has the ability to change nations. 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 We talk about green peace. We talk about poverty in the world. There's so many issues, abortions happening around the world. Millions of babies dying. There's solutions to these problems. There are solutions to the problems. Every single problem on the planet, even climate change, the solution is God's word. How? I don't know. But all God needs is someone who will believe his word. Mary did not know what Jesus was going to look like. So don't worry about what your promise will look like. All you need to do is believe it. All you need to do is nurture it. All you need to do, your responsibility is to give birth. The third thing he will do is that he will bring favor to you. He will bring favor to you. You know why? It's because you carry grace and truth on the inside of you. The word was made flesh and he was full of grace and truth. Whenever you hear God's word that comes out from the pulpit, whenever you hear it and you receive it, what you're receiving is the favor of God. Because you favor his word, now he favors you. Jesus says it very simple. He says it very simple. He said, if you're ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you before my father. It's not a law. It's just a relationship. If you're ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you before the Father. God wants to give you favor. But he wants to see what your response is to his word. 
the christmas story really is about you receiving the god who wants to favor you you know when i when i when i look at another joseph in the bible who's jacob's son in the old testament the guy had was was favored by his father but he went through so much of trouble he went through so much of persecution i mean he was sold by his own family are you listening yeah. he was sold by his own family left for dead but god brought him out of the pit and you know what genesis 39 says it says that the lord was with joseph and because the lord was with joseph he prospered see god wants to prosper you but the prosperity of heaven will come to you only if he dwells in you do you understand what i'm saying i'm setting you up for the new year with this message and the reason why is because what god has for us in the new year is so much more greater than what 2018 has The first service of the year is a prophetic service of the year where God is going to release prophetic words over our lives that is going to literally change your life completely it's going to completely change the path that you're on but you can not receive it also I know of people who within the first 3 months have come to us and testified that every all the 20 prophetic words that i released this year within the first 3 months were already fulfilled Amen. only because they received the word they received the word this message is a setup for you to be successful it's not a christmas message in the sense that what you expect christmas message baby in a manger kind of message This message is a setup for you so that you can set up and allow God's word to come into you so that you can manifest God into this world. The Bible says that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you. Never leave you. he will never leave you people your husband or your wife may leave you but he will never leave you Amen. never leave you which means that even when you manifest the promise the blessing remains yeah. think about it even when you manifest that business when you manifest that that child when you manifest that promise that he gave you even when you manifested the blessing still remains you know why is because you chose him to dwell in you let's stand up let's stand up you know i know that we all come from different backgrounds of church we all have different understandings of the scripture and when you come into a church like this you expect certain things and they don't happen according to your expectation you know why is because this church is not led by your expectation it's led by the holy spirit and the holy spirit knows exactly what word we need for today 
what word we need for our life. Some of you may not have the capacity to receive a good word. But this word, if you can allow this word to become a core value system in your life, I can guarantee you within the next three months, people will not recognize who you are. They will not recognize what has become of your life. What took Mary nine months doesn't need to take nine months for you. You have, this, you have a spirit that quickens. It says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and gives life to your mortal body. Every word that I spoke today is a prophetic message for your future. Amen. This is not just a Christmas celebration. This is a prophetic message of what your future is going to look like. Amen. But it comes, it comes with a condition of receiving. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Not according to her understanding. Some of you may feel like, oh, I'm not getting it. What is he saying? What is he saying? What is he saying? Don't worry about it. Your heart attitude needs to be, be it unto me, according to your word. I want to manifest. I want to, I want to be pregnant with the promises of God. I want to be so pregnant. I want to have multiple pregnancies. I don't want to just have one child. I want to have twins. I want to have triplets. I want to have quadruplets. I want to have eight kids. I want to have ten kids all at the same time. You know why? Because God is looking all over the world. And he looks for worshippers who worship him in spirit and in truth. Not just anybody. He looks for people who will respond to him with a pure heart. So if that's you right now in this room, I want to pray for you. If that's you, if you have a pure heart in this room. And you are standing here before God. And you've heard this message. I want you right now to respond to God. Respond to Jesus.